Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Well, hello out there. So glad you guys are with us one more time. And one more time, I have my trusty sidekick here, Ms. Mona. Hey, it's good to be here again. And um, so just so you know, man, we have truly prayed over this one today. <laughs> um, we actually, to be, on, to be totally honest, man, we have been trying to figure out God's will. And mm-hmm. um, both of us were sort of drawing a blank. And here's the truth. Sometimes in Bible study, whatever, that happens. Yep. Is that not true? Absolutely. I mean, you just are like, I don't know where God, I know it happens to me when I'm preaching. But it, so it happened today, and we finally <laughs> talked our way through, and we now have a game plan yep. for the next several weeks. So I want to encourage you, if you have your Bibles with you, to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to go through... Um, the Hall of Faith or the Faith Hall of Fame, whichever one you choose to say. I'm not saying every week that we won't just do more than one, but um, we're just going to look at the lives of some, and we may not go through the whole chapter. I mean, you guys know me. I was going to say, unless we get sidetracked or I may get sidetracked, and take get, a right turn, yeah, whatever you want to call it, or you know, <laughs> something else catch my fancy, That's right. and we want to go another route. So, but hey, this is. My podcast. That's right. so this I is, we'll do that. whatever I want, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Hebrews chapter eleven. I want to pray for you as we begin, and then we'll jump right in. I'm going to let Miss Mona read it, and then we'll go from there. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray you're doing a work, uh, Lord. As I preached on yesterday, God, um, in the midst of the chaos in this country hmm. and the chaos around the world with um, COVID nineteen. Lord, we all need security in something, and Lord, the truth is your word provides security. You deal with every issue. You tell us what's happening in the future, and so, God, we look to you, and we look to you through the vehicle of prayer that we can talk with the God of all creation. We look to you through the vehicle of meditation Mm -hmm. as we meditate upon your word, Um, but as that leads into, we look to you through your word. And God, we need to have that um, daily quiet time with you to calm our thoughts, calm our fears, and to worship our risen Lord and King, the soon coming King, I do believe, Mm. and the King of all glory. And Lord, we love you today. Be with us, God. Um, Fill our minds um, with your truth. And I pray we are where you would have us to be. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Um, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Well, amen. (laughs) Um, Jumping off the page... To me, and this is something that you've actually, and, and being honest, I, I've done it my whole ministry. I've not, I don't think I've ever told you this up front. I actually, I, I think I mock you every so often about it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, but you brought it into more clarity for me, mm-hmm. is looking at tenses of yeah. things and how things are worded. And the very first thing that jumps off my mind as you were reading um, 
And by the way, I did check my phone for something, but I'm trying to get my dog an appointment at the vet, if you wonder what I was doing. So out there, you can't see it, but that's what I was doing while she was reading. But in the midst of that, (laughs) I promise you, here's what I saw. The Bible says this, now faith is, Mm -hmm. run with it. (laughs) Well, again, um, that present tense, so that it's telling us that um, here and now, um, what we need to cling to. Was it here and now when Paul wrote it? Absolutely. Well, and excuse me, I don't know why I say that because actually, and we're not getting there. I'm not taking this rabbit trail. We don't trail. know that Paul. We wrote, don't know he, that Paul wrote it. You know, I grew up, and it's sort of you, you find things that you grow up. And I'm not being mean to all my preachers in the past, or whatever. But it was just a thought. Right. Paul wrote it. Right. I actually happen to believe Paul didn't write it. Right. Me too. Um, who do you think wrote it? I I don't think we know. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> I'm not being mean, but just a guess. <laughs> I don't have a guess. Really? Really? Because it's it's um, fine by me <laughs> to not know. Well, it's fine by me too. So, I wouldn't not die on the hill. <laughs> I think I think I'm down to two guys that I think wrote it. Okay. Luke, hmm? uh, because of the style of writing, I do believe is very similar to hearing Paul. And you have to admit it has some Pauline qualities. Right. Um, or Apollos. Because hmm. he was such a defender and so brilliant. So, but hey, that and a dollar fifty will buy you a small cup of coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't really care either who wrote it, but it's so often that I will just come out with Paul. So I'm sorry. So do you think it was um what did you say? <laughs> For the here and now. <laughs> the here and now. Did you think it was for the here and now when the writer wrote? Yes. And and that, as I was going to say, um, is the beauty of God's word. And you talked about this in your sermon yesterday, and I loved it, um, that God's word is forever. Ooh. And um, what was written in times past is still relevant today. And it's still, um, it hasn't changed. It will not change. And so it was written for the here and now then, and it's for the here and now, for us now, because God's word doesn't change. Yeah, and I think I said it. And I'm. It was written in my notes actually, so much better than I just went off the top of my head. The word cuts across time, yes, ages, mm-hmm. civilizations, generations, right. and just it's just as relevant today as it was the very day it was penned by the author. And if the Lord tarries. Uh-huh. It'll be just as relevant. Um, and we can deal with that for just a minute. Where are you, where are you going? Well, I just loved ha- w- one thing that you said yesterday was it w- that the word is firmly fixed because it was in God's mind and heart long before it was in man's. And I, Man, that's good. It, I mean, I wrote that in my Bible because that is good because... It first of all it reminds us that the word is God's word, mm-hmm. and it came straight from God, and um, and and then just to think about um, because He transcends time, and so all the things that we have in our Bible, He He had it and knew it long before it ever even happened, long before even the creation of the world. Go ahead. <laughs> he leans into the mic like he's going to say yeah. something. Um, and so to think that then at the appointed time when the time was right, God said, told these writers to write it. And then um, 
now we have it. And so because it was in his heart and mind um, for so much longer before it was in man's heart and mind, it just emphasizes the solidity of it um, as well as the relevance of it for now as much as it was when it was still just even in his heart and mind. I want to make sure before people think that, you know, I'm like super pious here. I say that's a good word. Here's why. I promise you the Holy Spirit gave it to me in the midst of my sermon. Absolutely. It's nowhere in my notes. Right. And Don't when you love I love those times? Yes. Oh, when, my word. I thought it. <laughs> takes you just a moment. And so when you're, and I know you finished, when you're teaching, preaching, a lot of times your mind is not actually on what's coming out of your mouth. Right. At least not, you know, I have ADD. <laughs> um, so. I can attest to that. <laughs> I'm literally preaching one thing, but yet in the same mm-hmm. time, my mind mm-hmm. is going where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard me say, I know where I'm going, so I'm pretty right, excited. Right. But yesterday in that, I thought it, and then I was like, holy moly, in my mind, I'm going, dude, that is an awesome <laughs> way to put it. And I'm like, whoa, thank you, Lord. And seriously, and then when I said it, I'm going, that's right. That's a good statement. Think about what, what the Holy Spirit said, because I'm just trying to tell you that it was not Hank. Right. Before we ever got it, it was way in the mind of mind and heart of God before it was ever in the mind and heart of man. Yep. Now let that let that yep. it's firmly fixed because God has it firmly fixed, which means set mm-hmm. in heaven out of man's reach. Right. Right. Because man would twist it. Yep. Which we see I mean, we see it happen. We now. try it anyway. Right. Yeah. But they're not successful. Right. You know, they can say what they want, but it does not change God's word. Right. So faith is, what's your best definition of faith as we are sort of jumping back in? And um, unless you want to keep going about my sermon yesterday, <laughs> I mean, you know, make me feel good about it. Um, <laughs> I am loving Psalm 119. I love Psalm 119. I never knew how much I loved it until, let me just make the statement to people that are listening. So I am preaching through Psalm 119 um, couplets. I'm not preaching the entire chapter. It's 176 verses. Um, but I was doing that at, at Bible Club on Wednesday mornings at Chatham High School hmm. this year. It was this year, and I was the first pastor to do it on Wednesday mornings. And we have about, you know, sometimes it's four or five, sometimes it's 15 but it's early morning, 7.50 to 8.10, and I was just praying the night before, um, and I was like, God, I, you know, I'd like to have a plan. I know some people don't think I think that, but I do. <laughs> and I want to have it to build specifically for these youth that they can build on, and I was giving it. And so through that, I just got a bunch of words that sort of identifies various ones. So I've been preaching through it. I've been loving it. So anyway, I know a little rabbit I chased. Your best definition of faith. I knew you were going to ask that. And I, <laughs> um, we talked about before that faith is trusting in God um, and having confidence, that confidence um, in knowing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Um, and people quote this verse one as the definition of faith. Um, and I think that sometimes people connect the hope to faith also. And I love how you have said over and over again that we don't have a hope so faith, mm-hmm. but we have a faith that um, is rooted and grounded in God who never changes and his word never changes. Um, and so having that ability to trust him, um, to lean into him without any doubts. Um, last time I think I talked about the 
antonyms for faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying, I was being taught a grammar lesson. Um, which would be doubt and uncertainty. And so when you, um, having that faith then removes those doubts, removes those uncertainties. Uh, and so when you read your Bible, jumping off on that, the whole, um, we don't have a hope, so faith. Some people will argue and they will say, well, it says right there, the assurance of things hoped for. Well, right. here's a, the biblical definition of hope is not the English definition right. of hope. Not, well, I'm praying and I'm hopefully, I'm trying to figure out another word for hope that I can use mm -hmm. to describe it. Things that I'm not certain of. Mm -hmm. But in the Bible, when it talks about the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, it means as a definite certainty. Yes. Yes. That's my best definition of hope, which is also my best definition of faith in a sentence, mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. sense, is that it is something that is absolutely certain. And we'd also, I, I try to get this out too. People say all the time, well, you Christians have blind faith. No, we don't. Right. I have a whole Bible full of right. things, actions, um, truth. That's a better, best word I got of what Jesus did, God did through man on his own. And so, and it's never been proven inaccurate. Right. So how can you say it's blind faith when I have all of this to say it's anything but blind faith? Right. I would say that the person that does not believe is the one being blind, and I can prove that biblically. Mm -hmm. Right. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think, or 4, or maybe it's Corinthians. <laughs> it's one of the first or second Corinthians. I know I should know that. So anyway, you talk. I'm going to find that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I think that that part of the definition, things not seen, is that um, we can have that certainty even though we don't have the tan tangible thing in our hand or in front of us. Um, and so we, um, we don't cling, like we said, to something that... Um, we're unsure of, we cling to something that we're certain of, even if we can't see it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, what we can see may not make any sense to us. What we can see might be... Um, False. Yes. Um, might be difficult to um, think about or handle, and yet what we know for certain about God um, cause can cause us to walk... And keep walking, even in those difficulties and uncertainties, because he is certain. I, the Lord, change not. Mm, yes. Right. I love that. Jesus Christ yeah. is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. So, e exactly. It. I mean, I, I personally think the non-believer is more of walking in a hoping in, in a blindness. By the way, it's 2 Corinthians 3. Um, that, than you and I. I have, yes, there is some aspect of faith, of Ultimately, I'm gonna be we're gonna be like real raw and honest. There is some aspect of ultimately not knowing. Have I ever seen heaven? No. Right. But I will sell my soul on the fact that I know Jesus Christ is real. Right. And that God is real. Right. And that the Holy Spirit is real. You will never convince me. Because here's here's the difference in and what I think, why well, it's not blind faith, I guess. I don't just think it in my mind. I know it in my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, my land, that's a good way to put it. It is. And and it's, 
And I think maybe that that's why this chapter is people love it so much and why it's so important for us because we can see people who um, took that and lived by it. And so um, in, in that example that they have, that we have from them. Mm-hmm. So faith, you know, there's another definition. This is the easy one. Forsaking all, I trust him. Mm-hmm. Just put your eggs in his basket. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've done in my life. You've done in your right. life. Um, I, I've said it many times. My favorite book of the Bible, and you know it by now. Do you do you know it? A little test. Oh, yeah. no. First John. Ten. Oh, first John. First John's great. Do you know why it's my favorite? I I've only told you about a hundred times. I, <laughs> I told you I don't have a good memory. Here's why: because in the book of First John is five short chapters. It says the word you can know mm-hmm. thirty-two times. Yep. Now that is New King James translation. So if you if you have ESV and I don't know how many times in the ESV really, but I know in New King James I've I've got everyone highlighted because it goes back to this truth of God does not want us to have a hope. So right. I don't, you you should not come to your deathbed and be thinking, man, I really hope God's going to let me into heaven. Okay, number one, it's not God letting you into heaven; mm-hmm. it's God accepting you into heaven right. because you accepted His free gift of salvation right. here. So God ultimately has no choice but to let you into heaven because you fulfilled. Oh my land, I'm about to go preach <laughs> because you have fulfilled all of the quote unquote mm-hmm. prerequisites in a way of what Jesus said to go to heaven. Right. So it's not God letting you in. It's the same thing. God doesn't send nobody to hell. You choose hell. Right. Now, some will say, well, who would choose that? You did by not choosing Jesus. That's right. (laughs) You want to put all your eggs in this world's basket. And by the way, how crazy you got to be Mm -hmm. to do that. Yep. Because as I said yesterday, in Chathamite English, folk crazy. Yep. Right. And they get crazier by the day. Yep. So you better have something. So I love it because I know it. God says, I want you to know. You know that you have. You know, you know, you know. It says it time and time and time. It says you can know that you are in Christ if you love your brother. I So often I go on. So here's the thing, man. Don't think and hope it. English hope, biblical hope is fine. Right. But know that you have it. And if you don't have it, either you need to get in touch with me, Miss Mona, um, find a Bible-believing, God-fearing church and call their pastor and settle it. If you're struggling in your faith out there today and you're just sort of floundering along and you're out there going, man, I'm really hoping that my good outweighs my bad, I'm here to tell you, there's none righteous, no, not one. Yep. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags, Isaiah wrote. So you are not going to heaven right. on your goodness. Right. So... We got a problem. You better figure out the way of God. Right. So he says it here that it's the, the assurance. I love the word, the assurance. I'm telling you now, you will never convince me I'm not going to heaven. <laughs> Let me say that again. Can anybody? That, no, I, I know. Absolutely not. And um, because, because I have read, I've studied, I've walked in relationship. Yes. And so... It's not something that um, I have put down to chance, right? Um, I think I've even I, I've even heard people say, "Well, you know, even if it's wrong, if you decide to believe it, then it, you might you'll be okay, even if right. you know." 
Well, let's no. not go that way. That's just. Let's just cling to it because it's right. And let's just cling to it because we know that it's right. Because how, And how do we know? Because it's in the word. Right. Keep talking. <laughs> um, and so that assurance that we have is, again, just like the word faith, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no uncertainty. So it kind of um, builds upon itself that, that we, we don't have to have those doubts. We don't have to have those uncertainties. We can know that we know that we know. Mm. Preach. <laughs> and so here's and here's how you will know that. The Bible is clear on this too, and I was making sure I had the right passage. Um we talked about it a little bit. I think we actually stopped a week early in Ephesians chapter one. <laughs> and when you get to that last verse, um that was my decision, by the way. Um here it says it talks about I'm gonna start in verse thirteen of Ephesians chapter one, and here's how you know you're going to heaven. And I've already mentioned it, and I don't know whether you called it, this is how I know. Mm-hmm. Um, in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, him being Jesus, were sealed with the promise, promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So here's how I know. I got the Holy Spirit residing in yes. me. Yes. I said it. I mean, he gave me that yesterday. So many other times that I felt him and that he's moved me to do this or do that, and I'm not who I was. Thank Jesus. I'm not who I was. Right. And so what's the difference? Well, you know, um, I had a potty mouth growing up. Never around mama. Mama, it's okay. <laughs> um, I know my mom would be listening. So. I had a potty mouth or not around my mama. But, you know, when I really fully, truly got it, mm. and I don't want to say like it was a growing salvation. I mean, I was saved at six. I went to the far country, just being honest. And, um, but I know I was saved at six, mm-hmm. not a shadow of a doubt. Right. Um, very carnal Christian, if there can be such a thing, I don't really know that there could be such a thing. Um, but when I truly understood what I had done and who Jesus was, you didn't, I didn't need a preacher to preach to me mm-hmm. that my mouth was dirty. Right. The Holy Spirit did that. Yeah. I mean, and then when I would say a bad word, I felt like a dog. Right. Now, did I always feel like it? Yeah, but you can, you know, you can suppress those mm-hmm. things. Let's just be honest. Right. You can suppress those um, feelings that you have and, and put them, lock them away. And so that's basically what I did. And then all of a sudden when I, when I just like, God, here I am. Yeah. I didn't need a preacher to tell me that using bad language was well, wrong. Well, in, in. The word talks about that when it talks about the new covenant um, that, you know, God says he will put his word in our hearts. And so we will no longer need anyone to teach us mm-hmm. because the truth is we will have the Holy Spirit in us to teach us. And and Jesus told his disciples um, that that would be what the helper would come and do is to teach us. And so um, that, you know... The, I'd be another podcast for Yeah, I was in there thinking the same thing. <laughs> but really, living, walking by the Spirit, and we've talked about walking by the Spirit and living by the Spirit and versus living by the flesh. But um, I think that um, I read a, a great line in a book um, the other day, and it said we, we become lazy in yes. the Holy Spirit. And I thought that's a good thing to pursue, um, a good thought to pursue. Um, but because we do have that Holy Spirit um, who does teach us and confirms to us that we are 
um, children of God, mm-hmm. and He testifies to our spirit that we are. That's a great feeling when mm-hmm. you have that. Yes, because this world will bring doubts, and, oh, the, and yes. the enemy will will try and convince you that you that you're not, and and he will do whatever he can to get you to turn your back, to um, to walk away, to to doubt it, mm-hmm. so that you're not as effective. Um, and so he will put those doubts in you, but we, that's why we need to cling to the Holy Spirit so that we can cling to the truth that he tells us that we are indeed children of God. I really think, and it's a struggle for me at times when I hear a believer say, well, I've never doubted my faith. That's sort of, to me, Mm -hmm. that's like, uh, uh, I mean, do you think I'm wrong on that thought? No, well, because... Is I struggle that, with people that say that. Right, because then um, then they're not acknowledging the strength of the flesh that we live in. Right. I mean, I had some heard somebody teach once that, you know, you shouldn't struggle with, you shouldn't be, we really don't have two natures, the sin nature and the spirit nature, but we really do because yeah. until we get to heaven, we're not rid of that completely. Well, the Bible says you have the old man residing right. in you and the new right. man residing in you. And right. basically the one you feed is the one, one that's going to grow. Yes. Now, so, and <laughs> laughingly, here, here's the truth. You know, at some point I told one, <laughs> one time I said, you know, you do what you say you're going to do and you're probably going to rise up the old nature mm-hmm. and you don't like him very much. Sort of like, right. you know, the whole, right. you don't like him very much. I don't like him. Right. And he's my old nature. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so it depends on what you're you're feeding. So let's just um, time is fleeting, man. Here we <laughs> didn't know what we we're going to do. Let's just, but listen, by faith we mm-hmm. understand. I love that by faith. I, you know, let me just read it. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. I have no trouble believing that God created mm-hmm. everything. Right. I don't know. What, I mean, so well, so that it was, <laughs> so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So you're going to tell me, I, I just want, you know, no evolutionist, and I've talked to a few, can ever convince me nor make any sense. There was nothing, and then a spark came. Well, where did the spark come right. from? Because the second law of thermodynamics said that is not able to happen. Right. So where? So, you know, and I believe evolution is a false religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that believe that they are. Died in the wool, yep. sold out, hook, line, sinker. Let me think of any other little <laughs> saying I can throw out with that. But the Bible says, by faith, God created it. Yes. And by guess what? Hank believes it. Faith, we understand yeah. that it right. And so, um, it, first of all, telling us the truth about creation. Mm-hmm. But second of, all, second of all, giving us a nugget of truth about how what our faith can do for us. And that it doesn't it might not make any sense into our minds but by our faith we can understand it do you really want a god that can make sense to your mind though no i don't no i don't want one like me i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you know let me let me make this statement and I, and seriously our time is is running but i want you to i want you to hear this i'm going to go a step further than some people god spent one chapter <laughs> On all of creation. Mm-hmm. But say chapter two, which is went into a little bit more detail of one aspect. So we'll say two chapters fully describing what he wanted to about creation. He spent 14 chapters on the life of Joseph. Yeah. We can go even deeper. This is what most folks say. He spent five words 
on the stars mm-hmm. and 14. But to me, it's even a greater thing when you think of all of creation. God spent one chapter, two to make it a little more clear, and 14 on the life of one guy. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you about what God's more concerned about? Right. And the Bible never defends the um, defends God. It just states that God is. Right. In the beginning, God, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go out of its way to sort of define him, to give you reasons to believe. It just states that he is. And here's what I want to say, and then we're going to have to close. Um, if you can get past the first four words of the Bible, in the beginning, God, seriously, mm-hmm. you can get the rest of it. Right. Because if you come to know that God was there before anything else was, right. what can he not do? Right. Right. That's my faith. Yes. And... um. In one of the devotions I wrote for this week, you know, in, in looking at how by the word, by his word, the world was created. And one of the things that I commented on that was then imagine what he can create in you by oh, his man, word. Yeah. You know, if he can create this entire world, then. Why what? did you say this earlier? I got so many places I could go with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he can create the world. I'm sorry. That's good. No, you're fine. Um, imagine then what he can create within your, within you. Just by his word. Just by his word. Jeez. The Ephesians 2.10, he talks about we're his workmanship. Yes. The word is poem. Yes. Or poema. Right. So your life is like a poem to him mm-hmm. that he writes so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, every great poem, you got to have highs, you got to have lows. Right. You got to have thorns along with the roses. But in the end, it always ends beautifully. Right. I wrote a poem once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quoting it because people would laugh. It had no highs or lows. It was just (laughs) idiocy. (laughs) You're getting a little bit of the real hink today. Yes, you are. Actually, I think you can get it every week, quite honestly. Um, (laughs) I can be very serious. That's why we love them. Anyway. All right. Why don't you pray for us? And then I have a few comments. And y'all, we were struggling to figure out what we were going to talk about today. And yet here we are. We could just keep going. We could. Okay. that's just the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the word. And the word. Literally. Now, I'm not, I'm on, Dan, deal with it. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying just open your Bible and pick somewhere. I mean, I do think you need to have a plan, but at any point in any place in the Bible, God can just move. Yep. Once yep. again, there's the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit who makes the word come alive. Right. So anyway, pray for us. And Lord, we thank you for that Holy Spirit that resides within us and um, leads us in truth and guides us and directs us and assures us that we are your children. And um, I thank you for the faith that we have, the gift of the faith that you give to us. And so um, as people listen to this this morning or whenever they listen to it, um, as they listen to it, that they would um, consider their own faith and um, how real is it and how much do they truly walk by it and not by sight and um, can they truly define it the way that you define faith and so I pray that people would be seeking truth um, regarding their faith and um, Lord we just thank you so much for loving us and choosing us and um, setting us aside for your purposes Um, and desiring to use us in your ministries. And so I'm just blown away by those things. And so, Lord, um, may we keep our eyes on you 
the author and finisher of our yes. faith. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is a mosaic of Marion. And um so glad, once again, so glad you guys tune in. And um once again, thank you, Miss Mona. Yes, of course. So next week, here we go. You can read ahead. We're <laughs> gonna be talking about Abel. And we're gonna show how quickly sin invaded and mm. the devastating effects upon it. So anyway, God bless you guys. And um hey, if you don't have a church, we'd love to have you visit here at Marion Baptist yep. Church. And um, just come on and say, Hank invited me, or Miss <laughs> Mona did. So God bless you guys. Bye-bye.